From ThatShelf.com, this is Black Hole Films. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. What's a black hole film, you ask? Well, you know those films you always meant to get around to watching, but you never did for whatever reason? Well, that's what they are. And this podcast is all about embracing them and checking those films off our lists and talking about them and whatever else happens to come up. I'm Canadian filmmaker Jeremy Lalonde, and I will be your host. You can follow me on Twitter at LalondeJeremy, or check out my website, JeremyLalonde.com, for more information on me and my projects. If you like the show, please subscribe to it, rate, review it, and leave a comment on whatever platform it is you're listening. It really does make a difference in helping to get more ears tuning in. And if you like this show, check out the others on the ThatShelf.com family of podcasts. And without further delay, let's get into this week's film. This is episode 142, and today I'm joined by my son Ephraim. And we're going to sit down and watch a lot of movies together. Uh, we actually decided to watch uh, the Planet of the Apes trilogy, the new one. But also, I, I did decide to kind of take him back and give him a bit more context for the series. So we also watched the original film as well as the Tim Burton remake. So stay tuned for those as well. So, as I probably mentioned in the intro, we're sitting down to watch the Planet of the Apes trilogy. And what's fun about this one, as opposed to some of the other trilogies we've done, and we've done three or four at this point, depending on which order this lands in, because we're also working on the Toy Story trilogy right now. Yeah. But the difference is is that this one, we're going to watch them in not back-to-back, but a pretty, pretty short succession. Almost back-to-back. We're going to watch one every day for three days. Because we have a boys weekend. Yeah. Our, my wife and my daughter are going out of town, so my son and I are taking advantage and uh, having an epic movie watching experience. Mm-hmm. And now your mouth is full. Yeah. Well, are you excited to watch this? Yeah. Yeah, so we're watching, uh, the first one is Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Oh, that's what it's called? Uh, I'm, yes, I believe it's called, the first one is called Rise of the Planet of the Apes. So there's okay. already... So you know that there's another, like, whole series of films that predates this, right? Yeah, so am I like... Well, you don't need to watch those. I mean, you, you should... Here's the thing. Track them down, watch them at some point. You're, yeah. you're going to think they're super cheesy and probably not... The first one you should watch for sure because it's actually really, really solid and it's got an amazing ending. The other ones are okay. I, I kind of got bored with them myself. I, I watched them when I was in my early 20s. A VHS box set came out, and so I picked them up. And you were like, eh, I, want my, I want my money back. No, they were okay. They uh, they were okay, but the first one is definitely the best. So that one, I think you and Do I... Do you have it? You know what? I don't think I do, but maybe we can find it. You know what? Maybe we should try to tag that on to the end of this. What oh, do you yeah. think? Sure. Okay. If I can track it down, it's got to be on iTunes. All right. That's what we're going to aim to do. We're going to aim to try to tag this on to the end of this. Okay, sure. That'll be fun. Okay. Um, oh, and also Tim Burton did like, they tried to reboot this series in the, I want to say the late 90s, early 2000s, and it did not yeah. did not work. Uh, it did not work at all. That movie you do not need to, to see necessarily. Okay. Although unless we want to go crazy and, and add that to this too. No, no, no. No? no? You're okay? I, I'll, I'll be fine. Well, we got some time. This isn't going to air for a while. So maybe maybe we'll change our mind after we watch these ones. Because we have Toy Story. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm going to stack this one near the end. But and anyway. you won't be hearing any um, collars jingling because... Because no Rufus. Rufus has gone off with the ladies. So, so it's what, not a girl's weekend. So them. what do you know about this movie? Yep. Well, um, that, that there's apes. That there's apes. And they're... And it's like a war thing or something. I'm not sure. Nope. Not necessarily this one. So this one is, uh, I guess I don't want to say too much because we can kind of just dive into it and I can explain how it's very different from the other movies after. So should we just watch it? Because you Um, don't know anything. Do you know who's in it? Nope. Nothing. Nope. Nothing. That's amazing. I'll tell you one actor that's in it, but you won't know that they're in it. Who? Andy Serkis. Oh, yeah, Gollum. He's Gollum. Gollum. He's also um, Snope. Snoke. Snoke. Oh, did I say Snope? Snoke. Snoke. So he's like one Snoke. of the... the he, he is the foremost performance motion capture artist in the world, I would say. Yeah, probably. Uh, and for... He's the, he's, the, he's the lead character of this series. He's in all three of these movies. He's the... Okay. Um, and I would say... His 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 performance is award worthy. He's phenomenal in it. My precious. It's even better than that. Anyway. Really? So, is there anything you want to talk about before we get going? Um, is there any like good stunts and stuff? Any good stunts and stuff? Oh yeah, there's like tons of set stuff, set pieces, right. lots of great effects. Yeah, it's a it's a a feast for the eyes, man. When does it take place? Do you know? Oh, it takes place in modern day. But now the movies, I think they came out about a decade ago. So, you know, they're they're slightly dated. A War of the Planet of Apes just came out, didn't it just come out like a few years ago? The third one came out just a few years ago, but this one came out probably almost 10 years ago now, I think. We can look that up before we come back. But they're, uh, yeah, so the trilogy is not that old. It's it's pretty fresh. Um, Yeah, that's all I got. You want to get started? Sure. Roll the projector. We don't. Well, we we have a projector. But we don't roll it. It's more digital. Yeah. Action. We're talking about huge potential for millions of people. Our therapy enables the brain to repair itself. We call it the cure. I want you to start testing on chimps. ASAP. Alright, we just finished. And... Yeah, we just finished. What'd you think? <laughs> it was good. Yeah? Yeah. There was a moment in the film where you lost your mind. Do you remember what it was? No! I remember... You, that's the exact same reaction I had. I remember being in the theater in that moment. And I think we saw it on opening weekend. Um, I saw it with my friend Andy McQueen. And... I remember, like, the whole audience erupted in this cheer. We were like, yeah! Because no one was expecting that. Were you expecting that? No. You, like, you got so excited, you jumped up and down on the couch. <laughs> you couldn't handle it. It was amazing. Yeah. What a great moment. Yeah. So what else? And what did you realize at the end during the credits? They had this, like, kind of animated computer graphic. In the end credits. Yeah. What, what is it? What's going on? So... What's be- happening? So, I guess, because when the guy sneezed on him, who had, like, the disease or whatever. What was the disease? 
Uh, well, they didn't really say. They just. It's. I guess it kills humans. Essentially, it's like a virus that the humans can't. Whatever they did in this E thirteen, this this next strain of the virus, uh, it's toxic to humans. It causes like a neurological disease that basically kills them. Not well, it kills. We don't know that it kills all humans, but it's it's not good for them. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's it looks like it's spreading across the world. Uh-huh. So we've got on one hand, we've got a strain of super intelligent new monkeys. Yeah. Or apes, we should say. Uh, uh-huh. and on the other hand, we've got a disease. Uh, a very, very dangerous disease that kills humans. Yeah. So, why do you think this movie is called Rise of the Planet of the Apes? Yeah. What do you think is going to happen once this disease has run its course through the world? I'm not sure. We're going to find out tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. So, but what? But we got. let's talk before then because there's lots to talk about. What did you uh-huh. expect this movie would be? Do you have any expectations? Yeah. Um I thought I thought I thought um I I didn't know like I didn't know what would have happened. Like yeah. I would I What do you think the story was gonna be? Just from the title alone? I'm not sure. Like a whole another planet. You thought it would be like a whole different planet? And it, and it wouldn't be modern day. And talking apes. And talking apes. <clears throat> yeah. Which is what... Um, well, this doesn't really spoil anything. So in the original Planet of the Apes, uh, that's that's kind of what happens is it's a bunch of astronauts that go up into space. Mm-hmm. And they go into, like, um, cryosleep. Yeah. And when they wake up, um, they land on... Um, they land, and they're uh-huh. surrounded by, like, talking apes. Right. So. Yeah, that's what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Well, we'll watch that version, too. But that, but that's not this story. Right. So. Um, so that's interesting. So that, yeah, I mean, I think that's what was really appealing to this trilogy when it first came out was the, uh, and it was 2011, we looked it up. Yeah. Uh, so the real thing that was really appealing was the idea that they were really grounding it in our reality and showing how could something like this happen? How could you have the planet taken over by a bunch of intelligent apes while humanity crumbles? And I really thought it was interesting that they chose to use uh, Alzheimer's and, and the scientists trying to fix that. And that was the... Uh, yeah. The etymology of uh, of the cure, because that's kind of what happens um, whenever you know something really major is discovered or happens. Often, like the invention of pen- penicillin uh, was an accident. There's so many of these things happen What's in science. Penicillin? penicillin is like an antibiotic that uh-huh. um, kind of saves can save people's lives. Well, I was taking not penicillin, but I was taking an antibiotic when I had my my surgery recently, right? Right. Just to keep your body from getting sick, right? But there was a time when we didn't have antibiotics. And people uh-huh. got infections and got sick. But they were... I can't remember what they were working on. But they uh, they were working on something else when they accidentally created created that. 
What, penicillin? Yeah, it was an accident. And then they're like, what is this thing? What does it do? And it's like, oh my God, it does this. Wow, it's way better than we thought it was going to do. You know, so that's kind of stuff happens in science all the time. So I love that they they built that into this origin story. I thought that was really, really clever. Right. Uh, What other parts of the movie did you like? This is about you, man. Jump in. Um, well, I like the bridge scene. The bridge scene is pretty fantastic. Yeah, and we and before uh, we we started recording, we watched a couple of the special features that show the the mocap. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. What, what did we learn that this is the first time they did? Um, what was it again? The first time they did motion capture outside. Yeah. And you know why that's hard? Why? Because you can't really control the light because the light's changing because the sun's changing. Right. And just different variables, so it was really... Uh, so I guess they did that just to give the actors as much um, real-world space as possible, which is uh, a nice thing to be able to do for performers to make it feel real for them. And because also Andy Circus is trying to you know tap into as real a performance as he can, and so the best way you can do that to, for an actor is to give them something that they can make... that can help them make it feel real, right? Right. I like when they like flip the bus over and it and they start pushing it. Yeah. And they had it like on a wire so that way they could make it happen in real in, in real time, right? Yeah. Pretty cool how they do that kind of stuff. I mean, while you were watching it, did you were you thinking Oh, I wonder how they're doing this or this isn't real, this is all computers or were you just overtaken by the the magic of it? I think just overtaking. That's awesome. Isn't that great? Isn't that cool how far technology has come that you kind of watch this and your brain's not even trying to go think about how the fact that it's not real? Mm-hmm. It's neat, eh? Yeah. Had nothing like this when I was a kid. In the original Planet of the Apes, oh. do you think they had CGI? Nope. What do you think it is? Um... People in costumes. People in costumes wearing masks. And robots. Yeah, probably some animatronics. Uh, I mean, the, the makeup job is pretty good, but it's not the same as what we're seeing in this kind of a movie. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is pretty remarkable and pretty fantastic. <laughs> um, and I'm going to look it up. You said you thought you recognized another actor in the movie. <clears throat> Who else was in the movie? I think the guy who plays um, Draco Malfoy. Who is Tom Felton. Or Fenton? Fenton Felton? Let's look him up. Um, I'm pretty sure that I'm not him. 100% sure it is him. I remember... I remember thinking that when the first... When it came out. But uh-huh. I'm not 100% sure that it is him. So I'm going to look that up. Right now, one second, stand by. Tell us something, even tell us your thoughts on the movie. Um, what else you got? I like when he like lets all all the apes out. It is Tom Felton. Yeah, that makes sense. Brian yeah. Cox is also in it. Brian Who's Cox. That? Brian Cox plays the um the guy who runs the zoo. Not the zoo, but like whatever that monkey house is, the ape house. The older guys oh, have like yeah. a goatee. 
Uh, and Tyler Labine, who I, I kind of know. Wait, wait, wait. Canadian actor. Wait, wait, who is the um, person who runs the monkey house? Brian Cox, who is one um, of my favorite actors. He's been in probably nothing you've seen. I don't know. Oh, well, he was in X-Men 2. He played... Um, oh, I can't remember the name of the character. He played the bad guy in X-Men 2. But you probably oh, don't okay. Re- yeah, you probably don't remember that. Or you don't yeah. recognize him. Uh, yeah, I think you're fading. Yeah. So I think we should call it. Because we gotta rest up. Because tomorrow night, mm-hmm. or in just seconds for you dear listeners, we're gonna watch... Uh, you don't know the name of it, do you? It's, um... Do you know? Um, thinking... Dawn. Yeah, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Dun, dun, dun. We'll be back in mere moments. Bye, Actually, bye, I decided bye. to come back because you know, I, I wanted to ask you before we sign off. What? What do you think is going to happen in the next one? Actually... Let's hear your prediction. Um, I think they're going to have to, like, solve the dirt, um... The disease. The humans will have to solve the disease problem? Yeah. So you think it'll be about the the humans trying to cure the disease while... And what are the apes doing? Um... They're trying to get more apes. More apes. Maybe. Try to get, maybe they're trying to spread the disease to more animals to make them smarter. Maybe? Oh, yeah, maybe. And what do you think like, James Franco's doing? Who's that? He was the the scientist, the, the, the lead scientist, the guy that was uh, Caesar's father. I'm not sure. Whose side will he be on? Ape or human. Ape or human, what do you think? Do you think he'll be in the next movie? Yeah. Okay. Alright, so now we're going to go. Yeah, now we're going to go. Okay. Cut! So we just finished Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Yep. What'd you think, buddy? It was good. Was it different than what you expected? Yeah, I thought the other guy was going to be in it. The guy. He was in it. No, the guy's from last time. Yeah, James Franco was there for like two seconds. He was in a photograph and we saw some, an old home movie. Yeah. He's like the third uh, biggest human role in the movie. No, that's not true. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was, I mean, I knew that already because I'd seen the movie before, but uh, when we were talking about what we thought would happen next, we did not expect, well, first of all, I don't think we thought that it would be 10 years later, right? Yeah, I did not think it would be 10 years later. Did you think it was going to kind of pick up where it left off? Yeah. I didn't, like, I thought they were going to have to deal with the other disease also, but they weren't really dealing with it. No, they just kind of fast forward over that part. 
where it's like there is a disease uh, and basically everyone who is not immune to it is dead. Which I don't know if you noticed, but when they went back to Caesar's house, old house at the end, um, there's an X on the front of the house. Which, yeah. Which, you know what that probably means? What? It means the house was quarantined probably because uh-huh. those guys were not immune. I think uh, all those characters from the first movie are pretty much dead. Why? I think they all got the simian flu and they all died. Right. So none of them survived. Like, they don't really allude to any of it. Unless, unless maybe we get a reunion in war for the Planet of the Apes. Because what's, mo- what's the number one rule in movies about people being dead? Oh, no. If, they're not, if you don't see them die, can't assume they're dead. Yeah. Right? So we didn't see James Franco die, so we don't know 100% sure that he's dead. But there's a, yeah. pretty, but there's a pretty good chance. So yeah, the movie picks up in the Redwood Forests where we left the, the, the apes in the last movie. And now they're kind of living in harmony, really. And it's been 10 years and they haven't seen humans in like, what, two years, they said? Yeah. And, uh, and things are going pretty well, right? Yeah. And then, but what happens? The humans show up because what, what do they want? They want power. They want power! Not like, not like, um, like... They don't want control. They want, like, well, actual pa- energy. But I, what the movie does is the movie uses power as a metaphor, right? They use, you know, they use actual, like, electricity power as a metaphor for real power. And what and the problem that, and the conflict it creates with Kobo is what does Kobo think? Um, he thinks that uh, the, um, that the, the humans, um... Are attacking the apes. Yeah. Or that they want to, they'll, they'll want to eventually. He just, I mean, to be fair though, Kobo, you know. and Koba. I, I, Koba. And I love that, uh, I love that we, we've got all the apes back from the first movie pretty much, right? Like, we know those characters, we know Rocket and Maurice and, and, uh, and Koba. But it's like, Kobo was put, had a tough life, man. Humans did not treat Koba well. So, yeah. you know, Koba has pretty strong grounds to think that the humans will eventually want to take over and control the apes. Like, Koba doesn't believe the two can live in harmony, right? And yeah. that's what, and Caesar has a blind spot. And what does Caesar come to learn by the end? Like, he has this one little speech he makes. Do you remember? What is it? Something about how it's like Koba always, or Caesar always thought that apes were better than humans. But he realizes how similar they are. You know, mm-hmm. how Koba was, was flawed as well, right? When Koba tried to, to hurt him. Yeah. You know, so, um, so what did you think of the human characters this time around? They were, um, different. Yeah. Well, it's very similar. Like, you've got, like, characters that, the, the uh, Gary Oldman character, who you didn't recognize as Jim Gordon, did you? Nope. Uh, he was kind of like the human Koba, right? Yeah. He had a hard time believing that the apes uh, could live in harmony with the humans too, right? Right. Like who, at what point, when you thought Caesar was dead... Uh-huh. Right? Koba's, well, you might have told me that um, he was in all the movies, so... Yeah, I kind of ruined that, didn't I? So you didn't actually think that Caesar was dead? No. Damn it. No. 
That's my fault. I'm sorry. Spoilers. Uh, I forgot about that part. So Caesar, you know, we're, we're meant to believe Caesar's dead, right? He's shot. He falls yeah. to the ground. Um, and then Koba C- uh, takes over and, you know, Koba has... He lights the place on fire. Yeah, he's destroyed their own home to make them think that the, the humans did this and that they yeah. need to be... They're dangerous when really Koba's the one that set this all in motion. Yeah. You know? And uh, so at that point... When the apes are attacking the humans, what are what were you thinking? Who were you feeling was the good guy or the bad guy at that point? Um, I thought um, both of them were kind of the bad guy. And that's what I think is great about this movie. I yeah. Feel, what I think is really great is that they don't try to paint one side as being superior. It's not like the humans are better than the apes or vice versa. What I think this movie does really well and makes it kind of special is that both sides are right and both sides are wrong. You know, they're very flawed. And that's yeah. what makes the storytelling interesting. You know, it's uh, you were asking me before we started watching this, which which movie in this series is my favorite. And uh, and we can talk about that more after we watch the uh, the next one tomorrow morning. But. I kind of feel like the, I see them all as this really great trajectory and they, you know, it, and I don't really see them as three separate pieces, even though each movie is very different. Uh, you know, this movie is very different from the first movie, yeah. but I really find that uh, they kind of build on each other. And so it's not a matter of one being better than the other. It's just in how they're building. Yeah. And... So what else were you thinking? Would you like what 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 was what was uh, unexpected in the movie? I didn't know that like the humans were gonna be in like hiding stuff, kind of. Yeah, because what was their scenario? How were they living? Like basically in this like place in the center of the city. Yeah, and San Francisco has been kind of run down, right? Yeah. And they're just living. I mean, they're living kind of like the apes are living, right? The two side, they're kind of. There's a lot of parallels between the two sides. Yeah, there's a lot of things that are the same. Yeah, did you think that was interesting? Yeah, kind of. So, what was the, What did you notice was the same between the humans and the apes? Um, so I, I, I think, um, like the Koba of the humans. Yeah. Because he's like, basically, um, like he like wants. Um, like the humans to live in harmony, kind of. Like, but he doesn't want the apes. It, he doesn't it, trust the apes. Yeah, and it's like the same with the, um, with Copa after he shoots um Caesar. Yeah, Copa. Well, Copa just Copa found all the guns. I love that sequence when Copa just kind of tricks the humans and yeah. plays dumb. Because he spent years living in a lab, he knows what the humans respond to, right? Yeah. And you know, he plays silly that he can get them to kind of lower their lower their guard to the point where he could just... I remember when I saw them in the theater and there's this, the second scene he has with those two guys and he just where he just casually grabs the gun and just shoots them. It's <laughs> so cold. And I remember just thinking, holy, holy hell. Like that's, that's yeah. uh, I guess Koba has lost his mind now. And then Koba's, Koba's running around shooting up everybody by the end. And then he has the nerve to tell Caesar as he's about to, as he's dangling that uh, 
apes don't kill apes. It's like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And you you like, literally shot me. And he's like, Caesar. And Jesus says like... What is he, you love that moment. What did he say? Koba, not ape. Yeah. And so did you... I mean, you, I think one of the predictions you had uh, coming into this movie was that the apes would talk more. Yeah, they did. Yeah. And they, and A lot mo- more. And who, so who, which of the apes could talk? I think there's three of them that could talk a little bit. So at, at like near the end, his son could talk. Yeah, do you remember his son's name? Uh, no. It's either bright eyes or blue eyes. Blue eyes. And no. or bright eyes, I'm not sure. I can't remember. It's one or the other. Because uh, I think they called his mom bright eyes too, didn't they? Wasn't Caesar's mom called bright eyes? Yeah. I feel like that's the thing. So he must have named his son after his mother, which is kind of a nice touch. There's a lot of little connections to the first movie that were really nice. I love. I forgot that they go back to his house. I love that they use that window as a symbol for a lot of things throughout the series. It's a really nice. Yeah. Uh, it's a really nice touch that they do. Uh, there's a couple other things that I noticed this time around that I wanted to mention. I've totally forgotten. What? I can't remember now. Uh, it's uh, it's so interesting. It's just like the way, and even in this one, not that. I could pick out anything in the first one, but just the way the CGI is so kind of flawless and you just believe that all this stuff is happening, you know? Yeah. Just like them jumping and riding through fire and, and all, just all the moments that you just feel like that the uh, Andy Circus and all the other people performing the apes are just so real. It's just a really, it's a real marvel of technology. When I was watching it, I, I could actually hear like, um, when Caesar was talking, I kind of could hear like a bit of, Andy Serkis's voice. You, like well, it is his voice. Yeah. Oh, like his, his English accent? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I could hear it. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't. I think if he heard that, he would be very upset by that. I'm sure he's trying to... He's, he, he doesn't want people to hear his English accent in this movie. I could hear it, like, the tiniest bit. Oh, that's interesting. Well, you've got a good ear for, for linguists, linguistics, then, my friend. Hmm. That's cool. Huh, so yeah, so now, so this was such a departure from the first one, or did you feel it was, did you feel like the two flow into each other to some extent, or did you feel like they were really, really separated? I think they were pretty separated. Yeah, you didn't feel like they build upon each other? A bit, but like, not a lot. Was it just such a shock how different it was? I think it was kind of a shock how different it was. Yeah, because you were expecting it to be... Kind of a movie about trying to find a cure for the humans, right? Yeah. Not so much. Yeah. The human right, they basically given up on the, on the people that were not immune to uh, the, uh, whatever that drug was in the first one. But the humans mm-hmm. created that drug. The apes didn't do it. Yeah. Humans did it to themselves. Yeah, and the, that leader guy was, thought the apes did it. Did he? Yeah, remember? He was like... The apes released it. Well, I guess the apes helped to spread it to some extent, but How? it's not the apes' fault. The humans created that drug. I mean, technically, when Koba was getting it put into him, he's Koba's the one that like lurched in the room and he True. knocked off um, the guy's mask. The guy's mask, which caused him to catch it. Uh, and if that moment had never have happened, like that's the moment in the series that turns everything. Yeah. When uh, when that guy breathe when patient zero Tyler uh, 
Tyler breathes in that stuff, and then that's it. And that so it's kind of Koba's fault, True. in a way, but not really because also again, Koba did not create the the drug. Koba was just the poor, innocent ape that was being experimented on. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's interesting that like it goes back to that moment, and then in this movie, Koba becomes the villain. Mm-hmm. Right? Did you expect Koba that? Mm-mm. While you were watching it? But it works mm-hmm. nice. It progresses really nicely. So that being said, knowing how different this one was from There's the first... There's a lot more sign language also. Yeah, it's almost like you're watching a foreign film, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, because more, well, more of the apes are all signing with each other, right? It's, it's, their, it's their language. I think they're, they're going to be able to talk clear but in the third in one. The, in the third one, we've got Caesar's got his other son. Oh, I love that sequence where his son is walking around and he finds that guy's gun and it goes from like everything's this, this beautiful, sweet moment and then it just like turns like that yeah. on a dime. So knowing what, uh, how different and how much time passed between the first one and the second one, what are your expectations for the last movie? I think it's gonna be a couple of days because remember he said, like the human, like the the guy said he the humans are um coming from the north. Yeah, they made contact with an army base in the north and they're on their way. So you yeah. think that there's gonna be a shorter time gap between the second and the third movie? Yeah, way shorter. Way shorter. And do you think we're gonna see that guy again that was in this movie, the the good guy, the good human? We might. You think he'll be back? Yeah. All right. Uh, any any other predictions going into uh, into this one? We have most of the apes, the good apes, survived, right? I think. I think Ash yeah. Ash was killed. Um, Koba was killed, and that was basically it. Rocket's still around. Maurice is still around. Caesar's got his entire family. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But given that, so that is so given that it's called War for the Planet of the Apes. And Caesar doesn't really want war with humans. What do you think is going to happen that's going to cause a war in the final movie? Oh no! It's gonna be it's gotta be something crazy. Wait, in in the um in the other series, like the ones that were made in like the eighties and the nineties. No, it was well. well the uh, Tim Burton one was made in the not the nineties, the early two thousands, two thousand one, I think. And the other ones were made in the sixties and seventies. What? Well, um. So I, so I have a question. Yeah. So, uh, are they, um, so, um, is it Caesar or different apes? Is Caesar is, uh, in the, in those, the, in the, there's a character named Caesar. It's kind of, uh, I don't want to say too much because they kind of connect. And I don't want to spoil anything. But Caesar is, uh, a character in the other movies. Okay, sure. But is he like the leader? I don't want to say too much. Again, okay. I, I'm trying to remember. Actually, to be honest with you, I can't remember. Uh, like he becomes like a main thing in in the series. I I, I I want to say he's like one of the main characters in the first one, or that he becomes kind of a main character in the other ones, and then it kind of follows his story. I can't honestly remember. But I know that there is a very, very uh, big character named Caesar in the original series. There's five movies in the original series. Right. Uh, and the first one's really great, and the other ones are 
varying degrees of okay. Okay. Yeah. We won't need to watch all of the... Uh, we have decided for you's listening, you's listening, um, that we are going to watch the... Uh, after after we watch um, War for the Planet of the Apes, we're going to go back and watch the very, very first original, and then we're going to watch the Tim Burton version. Yeah. Um, uh, for reasons I will explain. That's the order I've decided for reasons I will explain as we get to them, because I don't want to spoil anything for you. All right? Okay. But we'll spoil everything for the audience. Yeah. Listening to this because, you know, if you uh, if you expect to listen to a podcast like this without spoilers, you're just a you're just a damn fool. Yeah, you damn fool. All right, so we'll be back in uh, mere moments for you guys, but we're gonna go to bed now and then wake up and watch the final of this trilogy. Yeah. No, you guys gotta go to bed because it's getting late for you guys. Hopefully. No, they're gonna stick around and listen to the next part. Oh, they are? Yeah. Who is child? I don't know. But she was you. She has no one else. We are not savages. Apes fight only to survive. Bad human kill ape. All, all dead now. A long time. Long time. Bad humans. Soldier. All right, we just finished the uh, the Planet of the Apes trilogy. And yep. And what'd you think? Um, it's good. It's good. So, what was your favorite? Movie? You know, again, it's like, like I said after we finished the second one. I feel like it's a real natural progression. And they keep getting better and better, but they all feel like they're part of this overall narrative. I think this, I mean, just watching this movie again, it made me think of how in the second movie, they, they the director, Matt Reeves, starts off on that close-up of Caesar's, of, that close-up of Caesar's eyes, and it pulls out, and then at the end it pushes in. And it almost makes you feel like it's like the Godfather 2 of, uh, of these movies. Not that that means anything to you, but... Uh, for those listening at home, it's a cultural reference to the fact that it's like part two is really about kind of Caesar getting over his love of humans and seeing the dark side in everyone. Uh, and it's also it's similar from Mark Michael Corleone. It's like, I mean, he's kind of sold his soul at the end of the first Godfather. But, you know, there's people that turn against him. There's apes that turn against him, just like Michael does. And this one feels like an epic war movie in this in the way that it's like Apocalypse Now Uh to the point where it's like Woody Harrelson's character is very much like Colonel Kurtz in that movie. He's even got the bald head. They even have an ape apocalypse now reference there. So it's like the scope of this third movie is just like epic to me, I think. What do you think? Yeah, it's pretty cool and fun. Which one did you like the most? I'm not sure. Like again, like you, it's like... They all kind of work together really well. Yeah. Now let's talk about. So you thought that the next this one would pick up right where the other one left off. No, it's two years later. That, but it does. It is like a continuation of that story, more so, right? Yeah. Because they're coming after. They're they answer the distress call that the humans in the last movie set off. Yeah. And so we've got a, a crazy colonel looking for the apes, right? Uh huh. Yeah, but what else is happening 
to the humans. Something else is going on. Um, there's like this disease thing that like was from like the first one, but like it's not like it doesn't kill them. They just can't talk. They just can't talk. Yeah. Well, it's not clear if it doesn't kill them. Some of them are bleeding from their nose, so it seems like some of them it kills. But Nova, the little girl they find, who is a great shout out to a character from the original series, um, she seems to not be dying from it, but it definitely affected her speech. Yeah. But she's not stupid. She can do sign language. Yeah. You know, she thinks she's an ape at one point, or she wants to know if she's one of the apes. Yeah. Um, I love that this movie is kind of smaller in scope in, in some way. Like, it just follows, like, for the most part, that small group of them that follows, like, Rocket and Luca and Maurice and, uh, and Caesar and Nova. And who's our new favorite ape? Uh, what's his name? Bad Ape. Bad Ape. Oh, I forgot how much I love Bad Ape. Bad Ape is heartbreaking and funny and sweet and everything. And that's what this movie series didn't have in the previous installments that almost makes this one. If I was going to say which one's my favorite, it's probably this one because this one has that comic relief and heart to it because of Bad Ape. He's like, everything's so small. Oh, yeah, when he's got the binoculars. Uh, The bad ape and also Cornelius, his son just breaks your heart when he's screaming, Father, Father. Yeah, Yeah, when he skittles around the corner, bad ape, and he's like, I'm okay, don't worry. Oh, bad ape just breaks your heart. Because, you know, he's probably been alone for so long. He's hoarding his possessions. But then he realizes very quickly that these are his new friends, right? Yeah. So what was some of your favorite moments? Yeah, I like Bad Ape, and, um, I'm not sure. Like, there's, like, everything is great. Every moment pretty great. Oh, great review, Ephraim. <laughs> what did you think? But, like, talk, talk about, like, the, like stuff like, like, what do you think of Donkey? The characters like that in Winter, and, like, these, these apes that kind of right. worked against the humans inside, or worked against the apes inside with the humans. I like how um, Donkey, like, sacrifices himself and, like, um, shoots a grenade launcher at the guy. Yeah, he redeemed himself in the end because what did Caesar say to him? He said, it's like, it was like a mic drop. Boom, boom, boom. But what did he say to him? He has this moment where... He said, um... Because he says you can't save yourself. And then, uh, that Donkey said, I'll save myself, I will save myself. And and um and, and then Caesar's like, but there's no- nothing left in you to save. Boom! What a great line. Yeah. And Caesar's wrestling the whole time. He's starting to like his hatred for the humans are creeping in. He's a different kind of Caesar than we left him with. And who does he keep on seeing? He keeps on seeing these flashes of somebody. Of Koba. Yeah, because still it's like the the Koba uh, like lingers over this movie. In a really strong way, which uh, which makes him such a central part of all three movies. It's really interesting because we don't have a bad like a a, a bad ape character. Well, outside of bad ape himself, like we don't really have like a bad guy He's, ape. Yeah, it's it's really in this movie. It's more it's more that the like no. with the exception of Nova, the human. It is the humans as kind of bad guys. Where the nice thing that I liked about the second movie 
is it felt a bit more nuanced where the humans weren't necessarily good and the apes weren't necessarily good. But in this one, that's not the case, I think, right? Yeah. Although I think we get the sense that it's just this camp. It's just this group of people led by Woody Harrelson's colonel character and that there's humans, other humans out there that don't necessarily agree with what he's doing, right? Yeah. And they're the ones that come in and, and, and try to take them out at the end. Uh-huh. But then what ultimately happens? They're already taken out. By, well... By the apes. The apes, but then also then what happens to those guys? A giant group. We see this giant army of, of soldiers in these white outfits, and they turn to see Caesar, and the one guy starts aiming their gun, and then all of a sudden... An avalanche comes down and wipes all of them out. Yeah, the, the apes climb up into the trees, and then when the when the snow settles, it's like nothing happened. It's like... It's what I love about that is you look at that landscape and it's just like it's, it's this visual metaphor that you don't even know the humans were there. Yeah, they've wiped out not only their bodies but their base as well. They, the the fire is snuffed out. It's like this thing saying nature will take over and heal all of the wounds that humanity has made. You know, it's just like it's just this kind of beautiful, quick, simple metaphor, and then it's done. The humans are gone. Yeah. And I don't think that means that all of humanity is gone. I mean, we certainly... There's no other movie in this series uh, after this. So who knows if there's humans still left. There has to be, I, I assume. Um, uh, and so... And we're also going to be watching the... Like we said, the... Yeah, we're going to kick it up. We're going to watch... So we should do that somewhat soon so that these are fresh in your mind. We'll try to do that in the next week or two. Okay? Okay. Uh, anything else? So we won't talk too much more because we want to save some room. But this movie, I mean, there is so much you could talk about. I love, I love the quietness of it. I love Woody Harrelson's. Like, what did you think of the Colonel? Um. Was he an interesting character? Yeah. What made him interesting? I'm not sure. <laughs> You're not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. Are you tired? Yeah. From bit. marathoning all these movies over the weekend. Yeah. So what, did, what, so what did you think about, the, what did you expect in this movie, this third movie? Um, Was this different than what you expected? Well, I, um, a bit, but like, I knew it said war in it, and I knew that those humans, like, humans were coming, but, yeah, I like how it started. It's like. Yeah? How did it start? It's like. So, like, these soldiers are, like, creeping up, and then you see, like, things on the back of their helmets, like, words, like, ape Mon- killer. Yeah, monkey killer and bozo, something like that. Yeah. Again, very much... And, and I thought, and I thought, like, the ape who was handing him the stuff was, like, but you- but it was, like, the, a traitor. Yeah, it was a traitor, and it had said donkey on his helmet. So they call all the traitor apes that are working for the humans are just called donkey. Even when, when Winter, the, the white ape, t- turns his back on Caesar and reveals their location, when we go into that, the camp and we see they've spray-painted donkey on his back. So it's just like a, 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 ter- it's like a derogatory term they've given to the apes. It's like kind of like using the N-word or something like that, you know? Like right. And that's kind of like the version of that. And th- that writing on the helmet, that, it's very much 
reminiscent of what soldiers did in Vietnam War. They would write things in their helmets that were against the the Viet Cong and and the people they were fighting. So it's uh, it's right. very much. But like, um, but like that guy who almost killed Caesar at the end was was it was in like um the movie for a long like he was in like. Every scene with that, like, army, right? Yeah, well, he was the first guy we saw, right? He was the guy yeah. that was left behind at the beginning of the movie. The yeah. one that Caesar sent back. Uh-huh. Yeah, so he had kind of the biggest role as a human, really, in the movie. And in yeah. the end, he was about to kill Caesar until Donkey swooped in and killed him. Donkey had his heroic moment. Yeah, and, uh, and with the grenade launcher. Yeah, because he saw, he saw what Caesar was trying to do, and real and probably realized at that point that, and they saw that the apes were all trying to escape and they were stopping yeah. them, and he knew that the the other humans were coming, and he, I mean, or he had he had a crisis of faith and just knew that in that moment it's like, what am I doing? Who who have I become? Yeah. I'm not donkey. I am ape. And he, then he blows up that dude. Yeah. Love it. Love it, love it. So, uh, would you recommend this trilogy? Yup. So, what does it make you... What are your expectations for the very original movie? Um... I think they're... I'm not sure. I think it's going to be cheesy. Going to be a little cheesy? It's very... It's a very different kind of story. Uh, You know, this one... This one they tried to ground in, in reality as much as possible. But the other ones are very, very different. So okay. it'll be it'll be interesting to watch that. Wee! All right. Yeah, that sound. Yeah. What's that sound? Oh, the sirens? No. Um, it's just like it's just like a space sound that people put in things. So go nighty nighties. Yeah. No. 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 So, but who, you know, there was a moment you got really excited to. So another ape talked in this movie, and you got really excited. Um, Maurice. Maurice. Oh, Maurice. We love Maurice. Uh, yeah, so it'll be fun because when, when you watch uh, the next, the original, you can uh, maybe pull out all the references that these three movies made to those ones, like character names, okay, and moments. It'll be interesting to see how much you how much you notice. So we'll be back uh, for you. It'll be mere moments. For us, it'll probably be a little bit. No, they have to go nighty nighties. No, they're not gonna go nighty nighties. This is an on. This is like one episode. Yeah, yeah, but what if they had to like go to sleep in the middle? They could. I don't think that's gonna happen. They could take breaks. Maybe. Yeah, I don't always listen to every podcast straight through. Sometimes I listen to it in well, parts. Well, ha, ha, um, well, um, now we're gonna have. Now we're gonna be listening to. The, we're gonna be watching these people in weird costumes and stuff like that, and, and sounds like this. You're just making things up. You don't know what we're going to see. <laughs> Discover Planet of the Apes. A civilization where humans run wild in the jungles. The superior beings are apes. All right. So we just finished the original Planet of the Apes and... What? Um, well, the ending's kind of... Um, what? Tell me. Let's talk it's about like, it. It's just like the... 
he's like riding on the horse with the um, Gert Nova. Yeah. And then it's just like, and it's just, and then the Statue of Liberty is there. So what does that mean? That that's Earth. Yeah, he's been on Earth the whole time. You're witnessing Ephraim's mind exploding right now. What did you think of that? I was like, what the heck? Did that surprise you? Yeah. So what's that mean? What does that mean about Earth? What happened? The apes took over. Or did humanity destroy it? And the apes evolved from the rubble. See, that's why I was talking about how the new trilogy maybe fits into this one. Right? How? Because we because humanity kind of falls apart in that trilogy. And at the end, the both both of those uh tribes and armies are wiped out and the apes are just left. Who's to say that this isn't what happens at the end right. of that trilogy and it becomes this. This is 2000 years later, right? Or thousands of years later. So there's no reason to sit, to think that what happens in Planet of yeah. the Apes, that, that trilogy, doesn't turn into this. They can right. fit together. I thought I thought it was I thought it was these astronauts who go on who go on the moon and they just see apes bouncing around. Or just see guys in ape costumes bouncing around. Is that what you thought it was gonna be? Ape. Yeah, basically. So what did you think? You were really you, you turned to me at one point and you're like, This is pretty impressive. Yeah, it was really good for like 1968 or whatever. 19, yeah, something around there. It was the late 60s. Uh, and then, yeah, because I think... So there's five five films in the original series, and then they made a TV show that didn't last very long. Okay. But, uh, so talk about, like, you... Because you just kept on being blown away and blown away at the beginning. It's like the exact opposite of the... Of the first... Uh, of the... The first thing... Rise, like Rise? The, Rise of the Planet of the Apes? Yeah, it's like that, but, like, it's... The exact opposite. Well, lots of parallels, right? Yeah. We've got the guys in the, with the watering hoses wa- <laughs> with, yeah. spraying down the apes, right? When, when, when you first saw the, like, the new one, like, in, like, um, like, Rise, were you, like, did you, were you, what, did you feel like a connection? Kind of? Yeah, you know, I think I didn't really wa- rewatch the original one just before, and so I can't, I don't I don't remember all of the connections the way because we just watched that trilogy about a week ago, right? Yeah. So now everything's fresh, like uh, Cornelius and all the names. Like Nova is the little girl at the end of War for the Planet of the Apes, and she's yeah. she's his uh, companion here. Uh, there's no Taylor. They don't even bright eyes. Yeah. Remember you were surprised by that? And what, what did you think was hilarious about how they talked about the humans? Basically how they talked about the apes and, um, rise and, and yeah. They, or like, just in general, it's how we, we treat animals. It's like, it's like, what kind of clothes are you wearing? It's like. Oh, they're filthy. Yeah. And they can't be domesticated. But isn't that interesting? Like, to yeah. get that perspective and see how people talk about us as animals? Yeah. It's fascinating, huh? Mm-hmm. So do you, would you say this is a good movie? Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, what was your favorite parts? Um, I liked the end where, where he just sees the Statue of Liberty. That blew your mind. 
Yeah. You're like, what the hell? Yeah. What did you think? How did you think it was going to end? I thought it was going to be like a whole different planet. Because like, because like they were talking, because they, like, because so like it all connects, like the story connects, which is really good. So it like, um, it like, like some, like kind of like, um, Click your thoughts. Uh, like at the beginning, they're on like the spaceship, and and then it, and then after they're in cryo sleep, it's just like, what what is this place? But it's actually, but the um ship actually took them where they were. It was, so it was supposed to. Yeah, it took them back to Earth, the future of Earth. But they thought they crash landed somewhere else, right? Because because they yeah. thought the ship had a mistake. Something went wrong. Yeah. Well, I don't think they were supposed to go back to Earth. I think they were supposed to go to a different place. I don't know. Their mission is not super clear. Yeah. Is it? Uh, so some things I thought about this time is like, they're not the smartest scientists. Like, they get to this planet. I guess the ship is crashing, so they don't have time to worry about whether or not they can breathe the atmosphere of this planet yeah. they're going on. They have, what, 72 hours worth of food? Yeah. They traveled 2,000 years and brought 72 hours worth of food. Yeah. Yeah. And then they, they jump into this body of water to start swimming around with no concern about, are there creatures in there? Is this water toxic to us? Yeah. Um, the There's a lot of nudity in the movie. Yeah. I think in the original script, it called for the women to be like bare chested. I read that somewhere. Oh my God. What did you think of the makeup and the, and the, the ape costumes? Well, it like I thought it was gonna be like like people in like big like suits and stuff, but actually it was like it was just like a, a person wearing a mask. Pretty much, yeah. And what'd you think of that? Was it cheesy? Or was it not as bad as you thought it would be? Not as bad as I thought it would be. It's just like I I was I was kinda of su- surprised like how like it was like, it wasn't cheesy for me. Yeah, did you enjoy the whole thing? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, did you expect uh, there to be more action based on the new movies? Yeah, but there was a lot of talking. Like, but that was okay, you were into yeah. it, right? Because it was kind of about, they didn't want, I mean, they found these ancient scrolls, and Dr. Zayas knew all about humans the whole time, didn't he? Yeah. But it's kind of, I mean, the whole movie is, is kind of a metaphor for about humanity and all the mistakes we're making and have and made. Like, and, like, at, like, I like how it ends. It just shows the Statue of Liberty and then, like, credits. That ending blew people's mind at the time, right? Like, nobody expected that. This is the first movie. There's nothing to think about. But it's just, it's kind of about how... And, like, the uh, the doctor guy um said, like, um he said, like, he doesn't know what he's going to find. Well, he says he knows... He'd be careful what you're going to find because you might not like it. And what do you think? How happy... think he's happy that he d- realized that humans destroyed the planet? Nope. No. But it's like, do you think we're better off now? Do you think... What do you think? This movie was made uh, 40, 50 years ago. 50 years ago. Do you, Have we learned? Has humanity learned? Have we gotten better? No. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? We're still making the same mistakes. How does that make you feel? You're the future, man. How do you feel about the future of this planet? 
Um, not sure. <laughs> yeah, that's a big question. We, we let's not delve into this on a podcast about eight movies. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna dive right in and actually watch the Tim Burton one right away. Is there anything you want to talk about else? Um, not sure what that's gonna be about. Yeah, it's gonna be a different. Is it, it it's any a, worse? I'm not gonna say anything <laughs> because I want you to go into it. What do you mean worse? I thought you liked this one. No, I mean like, is it like, like this one was good. I I don't know what I'm saying. You liked it? (laughs) Yeah. So we're skipping over the other four sequels to this movie, obviously. Yeah. Do you want to know what happens in them? Yeah. What do you think happens? Um, I don't know. I'll tell you this. They're not great. Okay. Do you want me to give you a quick summary of what happens? Sure. Okay. In the next one. Yeah. Um, another astronaut from Earth lands on the planet uh-huh. looking for Charlton Heston's character, Taylor. He's been, I don't know why he's on a rescue mission. It doesn't make any sense. It's not like they know he's in trouble. But they send another astronaut on a rescue mission to Wait, find him. Wait, that doesn't him. make any sense. I know. Anyway, they send another astronaut on a mission to find him. And, uh, and so, of course, he's taken over by the alien or the aliens, the, the apes again. And then he ends up escaping. He's, Cornelius and Zira are there again, the, the scientist okay. apes. They help him escape, and they end up going... There's a rumor of this underground city of humans, uh, mutants and humans. And so they find it, and it's basically New York City. It's like underneath all this stuff, and there's subways, and there's tunnels and stuff. Yeah. Right? And so throughout the movie, what happens... Basically, a war breaks out of some kind, or something happens so that... They kind of trigger the end of the planet of the apes. Like they're going to blow the planet up or destroy the planet somehow. I can't remember all the details. And then what happens is Zira and Cornelius yeah. get into the ship that Charlton Heston flew in to come to, to come here the, in the first time. Right. And they manage to go back in time. And the next movie is about them arriving in present day Earth. But yeah. now humans treat them the way we treated the apes in the first movie. They think that they're crazy. They think that they can't be domesticated. So it's almost it's like a time travel movie where Cornelius and Zira come back in time. Right. And that movie, and they're not treated very well, and they're poked and prodded. And that's the third movie. And that movie ends with them having a baby. What do you think the baby's name is? Caesar. Yep. <laughs> well, and that's the ne- kind of... And then the next two movies are about Caesar slowly triggering... The end of humanity and the beginning of the planet of the apes. So it comes full wow. circle. The whole thing kind of comes full circle as the apes kind of rise up and move around. So it's interesting. If you ever want to dive into it, it's worth maybe checking out. But they're not great movies. I don't remember them being great anyway. So there you go. There's your summary for people that are just following along and not watching these movies either. Okay. So we got a, uh, one more movie to watch this yeah. morning before we have to move on with our days. So we should yeah. just get into it, right? Yep, right, we'll be back for you in mere moments. Yep. One day they'll tell a story, and some will say it was just a fairy tale about a human who came from the stars and changed our world. And we just finished the 2001 Planet of the Apes, and... Uh, <laughs> what? 
It wasn't, um, the apes were we- really weird. Were those motion captures? No, that was probably just people in makeup and costumes. Yeah, the apes were wearing actual makeup. Yeah, you didn't like it? So did you think the makeup was better in the original movie? When I say the original movie, I mean the 1968 one. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> so what did you think of this one? Um... It was... Be honest, whatever you're thinking. Well, first of all, they didn't... Like, they didn't predict the future. Like, I don't think that's gonna... That, never mind, whatever. It's confusing, right? I know. Yeah, that's why it's a piece of crap. <laughs> because they just do a bunch of random stuff that doesn't actually make any sense. Yeah. It's just a big... Here's, here's my... I'll, do you mind if I go on a rant about it? Sure. And then you can chime in. What do you think about the ending? What does the ending mean? It's like, that didn't make any sense. Yeah, it says something that the back, they're at the Lincoln Memorial, so that's usually where the giant statue of Abraham Lincoln is, the U.S. president. Yeah, and there's an ape. It says General Thade on it. It says it's enshrined here, the memory of General Thade. And who's that? General Thade was the bad guy, was the bad ape. Oh. Yeah. Does it make any sense? No. I don't know. I don't think so. So, here's what here's the problem with this movie. First of all, um, you know, in in the original plan, this is trying to be a reboot of the original Planet of the Apes, right? It's not really following in with a new new movies or anything like that. Yeah. This is like a big Hollywood remake of the original movie, uh, and so. You know, in the original movie, Charlton Heston's character, Colonel Taylor, is getting off of Earth because he thinks that mankind are doomed and that we're all just destroying the planet and ourselves and all we do is fight. And he thinks there's got to be something better out there, right? Yeah. So that's what causes him to leave. Um, In this movie, Mark Wahlberg, they're just exploring. They're not doing anything crazy. I mean, it's just like, it's, it's supposed to be... At that point, it would have been almost 30 years in the future, because this takes place in 2001, uh, which is only, you know, 10 years from our future. Uh, They mentioned at one point that all the forests have been cut down, so those are the last living apes that are on that ship with them. Yeah. And, um, but it doesn't make any sense, because it's not like, they don't really talk about what happened to humanity. It's just just briefly mentioned, so there isn't really the, the moral thing going on that's going on in the other movies where they, they're really talking about humanity's downfall and what's wrong with humans and people, right? Right. They don't get into that at all. It's just random. It's just random. He goes out looking for his ape that and gets caught in a storm that sends him to an alternate dimension or another planet. So in this movie, it is another planet, it seems like, right? Yeah, it's not Earth. Yeah, so now what, what what we find out at the end is that Mark Wahlberg's character went off into this wormhole. And so the people on his original ship went to look for him. Yeah. Those people also crash-landed on this planet, but not not in the future, in, in, their, in their time. Yeah, and, and that... And, and then thousands of years later, Mark Wahlberg lands there, having traveled through time, and realizes yeah. that all those apes that are around him have descended from the apes that were on that ship. Right. So in theory, he created all of this. Right? Isn't that confusing and convoluted as hell? Yeah. It's just so over the top. Where in the original movie, it just takes place in the future. 
And all we learn is that humanity was doomed and that we didn't learn from our mistakes and we destroyed the planet, right? Yeah. Nice and simple. Yeah, this movie just tries to be way too complicated. And then in the end, what does that mean with him arriving back on Earth, but it's actually an Earth run by apes? I don't know. Yeah. They never made another movie after this because this one did not do well. I couldn't tell you what the did hell it was. Did you see it in the theaters? I did. And that ending, at first it was like, man, that's so cool. And then after you think about it for five seconds, you're like, what? <sighs> yeah. So what else? What? How did you feel about this movie throughout? You liked parts? Do you like any parts of it? Not really. Did you? You, you laughed when um, Michael Clark Duncan plays the big gorilla that's on the bad guys team originally. What, he has the line at the beginning. What does he say? Um. Yeah, that was the only good part. It was like... Get your hands off me, you damn dirty human. Yeah. Yeah, so it was, it was parodying the original. And we got Charlton Heston. You didn't recognize him, though, did you? No. He plays Thade's dad, so he's like the old ape. It's just a cameo. It's not meant to really connect in any other way. Yeah. But it's like it's interesting because they follow some of the tropes of the original. Like, they have the guy crash landing on the planet. But in the original movie, like it takes its time. It's about a half an hour... Before we we even see the apes, right? And in this movie is like what ten minutes? Not even. We're right into it, and yeah. all the humans can talk in this movie. That's what I really liked about the original too, is that the humans couldn't talk, and that Charlton Heston's character Colonel Taylor got injured, and so he wasn't able to communicate at first, and so they're trying to be like, no, look, they're domesticated. We can. It took its time, and it, it, it seemed to ha- it seemed to be about something. Where this just felt like a really giant. Blockbuster, and the apes were wearing like shirts. Yeah, they felt like humans. Were this? I mean, what I did think was interesting in this one was that the ape characters uh, maintained some kind of characteristics of apes. Like they moved like apes a bit more. They could jump. They could move around. I mean, it's a bit cartoony how they do it. Yeah. But what did you think of that? It was too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it just feels like a big over the top version. Where when you think back on the trilogy we watched of the new, new movies... Yeah, those were good. Yeah, and why? What, what makes you think those were good? Because, like, they had a story. And they were grounded. They felt like they kind of could take place in this world. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Where did this one feel realistic at all? Nope. No. So, uh, so what's your order? Tell me about the order of the movies as you liked them the best. You can group... The original, the, the new trilogy all together if you want, if that helps. We just X out this one that we just watched. This one? Piece of crap. Right? Yeah. And then was it was it worth watching at least? Not really. <laughs> so I just wasted the last two hours of your life. Yep, kind of. I wanted you to see the trajectory of the series though. Because after the first one, and then its sequels, it took a while. But just think about this. Think about this. So people grew up with that the original movie, the Charlton Heston one you saw. Yeah. And its sequels, which, you know, you didn't see, but I, I can tell you they're not amazing. Uh, there's some interesting things in them, but overall they're not as good as the first one. And then they come along, and 20th Century Fox is like, we're going to reboot Planet of the Apes. And this is the first movie in the new series. And this comes out. Yeah. That was going to be a series? That's Well, the ending, it ends on a note, don't you think, that it feels like a cliffhanger? Yeah, but like... What? Damn. Well, 
Where was he going to go? Yeah, he should have just stayed on that planet. Yeah, he should just stayed with them. Well, that's why they were trying to set up a sequel that never happened. So then think about this, right? And then about another 10, 12 years later, so this movie comes out. It does not do well. People make fun of it. They don't like it. And then they're like, hey, we're going to make another Planet of the Apes series. How, what do you think people are thinking at that point? Uh, no. No, please don't. And then Rise of the Planet of the Apes comes out. Holy shit. Yeah, what do you think? Probably people's reaction. So when yeah. you think about it now, that trilogy coming after this movie, yeah. it's pretty fantastic what they did with the series. Mm-hmm. Right? It makes it even more of like a remarkable thing when you think about it. And so that's why I kind of wanted to watch these movies in the order we did. I wanted you to watch what I think is the best of the series, right. which are the new ones. I think they're just phenomenal. And then I think it's worth watching the origin just to see where it came from. And I thought that its surprises would still remain intact, which they were for you, right? Yeah, but like this. It's just a piece of sh- it's just, It's just a junk, right? It's terrible, but I thought you should watch it just so you could appreciate the other ones more. That's why I wanted you to watch it. Do you understand? Yeah. Do you forgive me? Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll watch something good, Nate, next time. Okay? Okay. All right, any final thoughts on the on the Planet of the Apes movies in general? Yeah, I liked the, the, the new ones the best. Yeah, do you think they should make more? Or do you think it ended perfectly where it ended? That trilogy. Do you think that should be done? Or do you think they should make more of that series? They might. They might. I don't know if they're gonna. I think they're. I think they're pretty much done. I think it ended in a really good spot. I'd be. I'd be happy if that's where it finished up. How did it end again? The two armies got wiped out. And yeah, and it was just the apes left to kind of like rebuild the world. I think. I'm pretty sure. Something like right. that. But it just it ended with the apes kind of surviving because they climbed up in the trees when the snow came down. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, well. Thanks for diving into these five movies, bud. Do you think at any point you'll ever go back and rewatch all of the sequels to the original movie? I might. You might. Yeah, I think you can probably find them online somewhere. All right. Well, thanks for joining us for I guess this just Planet of the Apes saga. Yeah. See ya. Wait, wait, wait. Now you guys have to go bed, bed. Because, like, now it's, like, it's pretty late for you guys, hope. Yeah, if you've been listening to this whole thing, now it's really late. All right, so go yeah. to bed. Yeah, go bed. Thanks for joining us for our Planet of the Apes series. Black Hole Films is a proud member of the That Shelf Podcast Network. You can listen to other episodes of our show and other That Shelf podcasts on thatshelf.com. Please subscribe, leave comments, spread the word, do all the things that let others know you like the show and how they can check it out. You can find me on Twitter, at Lon Jeremy, and go to Facebook and join the group Black Hole Films. And until next time, go watch something you've never seen before. Thanks. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat.